With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your healthcare. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. Welcome to MLB Injury Insight, a podcast from Fantrax and Fantrax HQ featuring Doctor of Physical Therapy Nick Savelli, providing you all you need to know about injuries, player timelines, and more so you can make informed decisions in your fantasy league. Now, here's your host, Dr. Nick Savali. Hello and welcome to another edition of MLB Injury Insight here with Nick Savali. Licensed physical therapist and big baseball fan here to help you with your fantasy baseball needs, talking about some spring training injuries that have affected a few of the game's most popular players. We're going to start off with Shane Boz today. I put up a recent poll on Twitter, and he was by far the the player most people were interested in hearing about what I had to think with his most recent injury that included an arthroscopic surgery on the right elbow. So Shane Boz was diagnosed with having loose bodies in the right elbow, and a loose body is basically a small fragment of a bone, and it sits inside the joint, and it can cause the joint to be limited in range of motion. Uh, It can be very painful depending on where it sits, but in most cases, people notice them for the first time when they kind of fall into a place that limits the range of motion. So in some reports, uh, Boz told people that he had a feeling like his elbow had locked up after a pitch in one of his bullpens. That's the exact type of thing that we would expect to see a loose body injury feel like. You basically have trouble extending your elbow out all the way straight or bending your elbow up doing a biceps curl, and obviously that cannot be... A good situation for a pitcher. So they went in, did the surgery, removed the loose bodies arthroscopically, which means uh, basically that it is a very small incision done with cameras and and very high tech equipment that limits the amount of scar tissue needed in the in the surgery. So there will be very little scar tissue buildup afterwards. And the estimated return to his throwing off a mound is about two to three weeks. 
I saw a lot of skepticism online about people saying, you know, this is not the type of return we would expect from an elbow surgery, especially the throwing arm of a pitcher. It is. It's an accurate timetable to return. And in many cases, in most cases, with loose body arthroscopic procedures, you come out of it and the pain or the range of motion limitations are completely fixed. It's one of those medical situations where there actually is a magic little cure. Most cases, there isn't, and there's a lot of work, rehab, rest, and proper surgical intervention involved, but a loose body surgery is one of those where you can basically walk out the door and feel up to 100% better right away. Now, the two to three week shutdown is largely precautionary. They're going to make sure they allow all the incisions to heal completely. There's no need to rush. And he should be kind of right on the same track he was. Just push it back three, four weeks, counting for a little bit of time to build up the endurance again. So the short-term implications of this, very, very little. I think he may start the season up with the big leagues uh, a couple weeks later. But the reason I don't see this as a big deal is I don't think they were going to push Boz past 120 innings anyway. I think that was probably his maximum. They let him go this year, and whether that was some phantom IL stints or them just resting him for a few weeks at a time or even just having him go out and throw three or four inning starts, that's probably only going to total 120 innings even if he goes into the season without the need for this surgery. So I don't change my projections on him at all. I don't think you should. I don't think you should drop him in your ADP or your salary in, um, or, your, or your value for him in a salary auction. I think long-term implications are just as optimistic. I don't see any future issues because of this surgery. Basically what I'm saying is if somebody is willing to trade you Boz at any fraction of a discount or you're able to draft him a little later than you thought you would have go for it take him because whatever your thoughts were about Shane Boz going into the season this really shouldn't change that just expect him to start the year a little bit later that's about it all right moving on to Chris Sale uh, he has a stress fracture in the ribs on the right side of his body he experienced this uh Earlier this week, he was throwing and, and felt a pain in the right side there. Radiology and x-ray revealed that it was a stress fracture, which can be very painful. But as far as physiological changes in the body, it, it's really not that significant. A stress fracture is when there's essentially a small crack in a bone, uh, and it's usually caused by a repetitive motion and a lot of times people will get them in their shins or their ankles from running. It's, it's a little bit more rare that a pitcher sees it in his rib cage versus a runner seeing it in their ankle or something like that. But it is slightly concerning to me because I'm wondering why this happened in the first place. You know, with every injury, uh, aside from the, the loose body type stuff, which is a little bit more random based on bone structure and all that, but... Any type of repetitive motion injury or musculoskeletal type thing, you got to wonder why it happened in the first place. So is there something about Chris Sale's mechanics in the last year that has caused him to rely more on the obliques 
maybe putting more stress and strain on the ribs, something along the lines of that. You say, why is this stress fracture happening? What is causing the increased strain on the ribs? So as far as this individual injury goes, I don't see it as something that changes my thoughts on him a whole lot, similar to Baz. I think uh, he might miss a couple starts the beginning of the year, and that's about it. But I'm hoping, being someone who rosters him on a few teams, that they really dig into his mechanics and see if there's anything that has changed and decide if they need to make any alterations to his throwing mechanics because this is really something that shouldn't be happening, especially this early in the season. So I don't know if that means they're going to have to work on the mobility of his spine a little bit or maybe some extra soft tissue massage for the the intercostal muscles, which are the ones in between the ribs. Um, I don't know. I, I... I'm very confident that he'll return soon, but I hope this isn't something that lingers for him. It's very possible that later in the year a similar thing happens if they don't go and change his throwing mechanics. So it's going to be a hard one to evaluate for fantasy. Uh, I'm at this point just counting on holding on to Chris Sale. I don't think I'm going to want to trade him at any discount. I don't think you should either. So uh, we'll take this one week by week and hope that once he gets back, it's, it's something that just smooths itself out and we don't see it come up again. Next up is Starling Marte. He's got a left oblique strain. He did suffer a rib injury last season on a swing. Uh, and he returned and was basically at peak form, looking like he did pre-injury. He actually he had one of the best seasons in baseball last year, stealing 47 bases. Hitting over 300, he dropped his strikeout rate, he raised his walk rate. He's he's aging very nicely for a guy who's known to be a little bit of a speedster, but his contact skills have not wavered, his strikeout rate has gone down, as I said, and he's somebody who I think a lot of people are counting on for stolen base and average, two things that are hard to find nowadays. So the left oblique strain is a really tough injury to sustain in spring training and be optimistic about. And part of the reason is those injuries are so easy to re-aggravate. Your obliques are responsible for twisting your body and doing that in a more forceful way than if you were just casually turning from the left to the right. It's essential for a swing in baseball. And a similar injury last year was Franmil Reyes. He missed a good two months approximately from this injury and I'm not saying that uh, Starling Marte's injury is of the same degree or the same caliber because I don't know the degree of the strain. They haven't revealed MRI results to the public, as they often don't. But there is a possibility he's out six to eight weeks. And the way the Mets work, as we saw with Carlos Carrasco last year, their soft tissue injuries, they do not rush people back. They have plenty of outfield depth. They have Brandon Nimmo. They have uh, a few other guys. They have Mark Canna, and they can both play center field if needed. And uh, I don't think they're going to try to rush Marte back. They're in it for the long haul this year. They want to make a playoff run. So I wouldn't be shocked if Marte was somebody who missed the whole first month or more of the season. And I don't think that's the most likely outcome. I think he's back sometime in April. He's already hitting off a tee, which is a good start. But... Of the people we're talking about today, 
I'm, I'm definitely more confident in Sale and in Boz coming back a little bit sooner and a little bit closer to 100%. So hold Marte if you have him. Don't, don't trade him for decreased value because I do expect him to come back and play like he usually plays. But I wouldn't count on him being in your lineup opening day or even in the first few weeks. So you want to make sure you have a backup plan there. Lance McCullers is up next. Um, I think most people have essentially made up their mind on Lance McCullers. It sounds like a lot of people are just out. Hearing his flexor tendon being partially torn off the bone from Lance McCullers' own mouth was pretty much a, a very clear warning shot to just about everybody who was relying on him to be part of their rotation this year. He is a very risky play. I have not drafted him. I have not asked to trade for him. This is the type of injury that you really want to avoid. He, it's very likely he doesn't pitch at all this year, just because it's the type of injury that could lead to a pretty significant surgery. And they're going at it with the plasma-rich protein injections, that's the PRP, to try to help the healing process and to help the body assist it in reattaching the, bo the tendon to the bone which is a difficult thing to do if there's a partial tear and you're somebody who relies so much on that flexor tendon with explosive and repetitive actions like that. Most injuries I'm a bit more optimistic than the next person on just because I know the recovery process. But this one, I'm, I'm totally out on McCullers for this year, and I hope the best for him because I love watching him pitch. But this is the type of thing that could kind of bleed into next year. And that if they try things out and see if they can do it conservatively and find out in June that he needs surgery, there's a chance he goes into next year on a delayed schedule. So I would not count on him this year at all. Take whatever you can get from McCullers as icing on the cake. And depending on the depth of your league and, and how scarce starting pitchers are, he might just be a guy you stash on your IL for the, the whole year. And maybe you get a couple couple innings from him the end of the year, but uh, it's looking pretty bleak for McCullers. We will end on a slightly more optimistic note with Zach Gallen. I am a big, huge fan of Zach Gallen. He has been limited in the last few weeks due to shoulder bursitis. And a lot of people asking what that is. The bursa is a very thin, small, gel-like sac that is in a lot of joints in your body knees, shoulders. There's two in the shoulder. There's one under the deltoid muscle and one under the acromion, which is one of the bones that kind of comes out and makes up the shoulder joint. So we're not exactly sure which bursa it is. They did not specify. The recovery is, is essentially the same, so it doesn't matter all that much. But gown is basically dealing with inflammation of the bursa. That's what bursitis is. And the process of recovery involves a lot of stretching, a lot of trying to figure out which muscle it might be causing the imbalance that's essentially resulting in this inflammation of the bursa. In a lot of cases, there's a muscle imbalance from one of the rotator cuff muscles or the deltoid, and instead of your arm moving smoothly in the joint, maybe there's a little bit more upward pressure into the joint, and the bursa just experiences a little bit more pressure than it's used to. That can be enough to inflame it, 
it's very painful, uh, especially with overhand, overhead activities. So uh, the bursitis is definitely something that is painful, but I don't think it's going to hold Gallon out for more than three or four weeks as, as far as being shut down or, or unlimited throwing. doesn't mean he's going to start when that three or four weeks ends. He'll resume his throwing program and build up his endurance. But if they can figure out what exactly was causing it and they say, oh, look at that, your, one of your rotator cuff muscles was tight and it was pulling the shoulder joint up or maybe your upper trap muscle was tight and it was kind of shrugging the shoulder more than it needed to and they go and fix that and work on it for a few weeks, I don't foresee this being anything repetitive. I don't think it's necessarily destined to happen again at all, any more than the next guy. So, I'm in on Zach Gallen. I do like where he sits in ADP, and I definitely target him in just about any league, and I think he's a great person to buy low on because with all these injury questions over the last few years, he did come back and pitch pretty strong at the end of last season. And there's a chance he goes and finishes the rest of the year without any issues. Um, it's definitely a little bit more of a risk than somebody coming into the year with no injury issues. But as far as taking a look at each individual injury, last year's forearm injury does not bother me long term. This bursitis injury does not bother me long term. And there was a little bit of forearm flexor UCL soreness last year uh, it seems to have resolved it, they came back last year and he pitched a lot of innings the second half of the year and there really wasn't any mention of it ever again so I think it's something that we're kind of in the clear once this bursitis comes up and he might just be a guy that hits the IL a couple times a year with soreness here and there but uh, I'm not saying he's Clayton Kershaw level but that's the type of seasons we've gotten from Clayton Kershaw and he's still worth drafting and rostering so Zach Gallen, you got the you got the seal of approval from me to go after him uh, to review everything we've got Shane Boz likely experiencing a little bit of a delay to the start of the season but doesn't change my projections Chris Sale a little bit more worried about why the stress fracture was happening in the first place hopefully they can take a look at his mechanics and figure that out Starling Marte even a little bit more worried about the possibility of reoccurrence with the oblique strain. May return in early May would be an optimistic projection for me. Lance McCullers, I'm out. I'm out on all his injuries. And Zach Gallen, I do expect things to clear up, and by May, his uh, path may be looking pretty clear. So thank you for joining in again on Episode 2 of MLB Injury Insight. We'll be keeping you updated throughout the year. And I uh, hope you're getting ready for the season and enjoying the warming weather. So everybody have a good rest of the day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. 
Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. One night, one goal. Stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. For the last 20 years, people have described the overnight as one of the most powerful experiences of their lives. Now is the perfect time for you to join us as people from all over the country come together to send a message of love and hope. Walk over 16 miles from dusk till dawn to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention. See the landmarks of Washington, D.C. by moonlight. Form lasting friendships, experience healing, and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Join us. Be a part of something extraordinary. June 3rd in Washington, D.C. Register today at theovernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's theovernight.org or 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. 843-6837.